Hi, I'm Leanne Blaney, adventure coach, speaker and award-winning author. Welcome to the Ignite Your Life podcast, where we are having conversations about what might be holding you back and how to move forward to achieve your dream life. Come along on a journey and set yourself up by having freedom in your choices, becoming grounded and centered and learn how to speak from the heart. For more information, go to leanneblaney.com. Let's ignite your life. Specialising in head trash clearing, Sue Lester is Australia's leading expert on optimising unconscious blueprints. She guides individuals, teams and audiences across the globe to create lasting behavioural change through mindset shifts. Author of The Face Within, How to Change Your Unconscious Blueprint, Sue Lester is also a professional speaker with a passion for adventurous travel. Hi Sue, welcome to the Ignite Your Life podcast. Hi Leanne, great to be here. I'm really excited to talk to you today, um, and especially on our theme of relationships start with you. But first, do you want to tell the listeners a little bit about you and what you do and how you got to where you are today? A windy up and down road, actually. Um, teaching backgrounds, lots of traveling, um, working in social enterprise, and then I discovered the power of neuroscience and how you can actually heal using your mind um, and also the power of having a mindset coach in your life through my own experiences. And it's just morphed over the last four, I don't know, 14, 15 years. It's been quite a journey. We don't have time to go into all of that right now. (laughs) (laughs) But I clear head trash, basically. Yeah, that's fantastic. I love what you do. And I'm really keen to talk about our theme of relationships start with you. So do you want to talk a little bit about that and what that means to you? Well, relationships are our whole life. When you think of all of the, the grief and angst and heartache and joy that you feel in your life it comes back to relationships relationships with other people but also relationships with yourself so and it always starts there how you feel about yourself because you know you probably heard we said before if you don't love yourself how can you possibly love someone else or more importantly allow them to love you you know there's always some doubt Um, and what I discovered in my um, early days of practice was that we have an unconscious blueprint and that's like an internal image and that image actually programs um, our identity and therefore how we show up in the world, our behaviour, our response to events. So, yes, your relationship with yourself but also your relationships with others at home and at work. I love what you talk about and there's different things that, you know, popped into my head then just when you were saying that. That relationship with yourself that people don't realise that not loving themselves can affect how other people won't love them unconditionally or totally or, or how they want to be loved, isn't it? So it's very important that you start with there and look at to what's been stopping you from loving yourself. Yes, exactly. Because they can't love you unconditionally because you always have some sort of block up because what if they discover who you really are inside? Yeah. And that's where the unconscious blueprint, unconscious blueprint comes in because some people have an unconscious blueprint of themselves as say 14 or six years old, you know, much younger than their chronological age, even if they're in their 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, whatever. Um, And so at times it will be that one that will show up and respond, that one who will be suspicious, that one who will be leaping in boots and all without being sensible and grown up and just, you know, doing due diligence and, you know, things like that. 
it's amazing that um, how we were as children can actually affect us as adults. And a lot of people don't realise that the decisions they make, their behaviours are all based on that person they were as a child, isn't it? Yes. Um, I mean, there's always the learning and the programming, nature versus nurture. Um, but with the unconscious blueprints, I discovered that some people literally didn't grow up inside because at some point something happened. And maybe, just thinking different um, clients I've worked with over the years, you know, it might be someone has an unconscious blueprint of themselves as a six-year-old. And that was actually either a, a point when something significant negative happened or that was the last time they actually felt safe. So part of them sort of stays behind while the rest continues on. Um, some people have lots of unconscious blueprints. Some people just have their current one, chronological age. Um, others have, you know, that and another. But, you know, if you've ever had that feeling where you think, oh, I thought I'd feel more grown up by now, you know, and you suddenly realise, oh, I'm an adult and I don't know everything, I'm not super confident, you know, really don't know what's going on. I feel like a, you know, giggly little schoolgirl. Well, chances are you've got an unconscious blueprint that needs updating to bring you up so you can be the, the confident um, adult that mm -hmm. you want to be. Do you feel that sometimes we can have multiple, depending on the situation, I suppose it's situational is what I'm trying to get at, is sometimes you can be this adult in a certain situation, but it'll just be something else, like being with your mother or being with your family, that suddenly that child blueprint comes out and you revert back to the way you think, oh, I thought I'd change from that. Yes, our families, you know, the programming, because you've been brought up to be in a particular role. Um, and, you know, that's your role in the tribe. And instinctively, we understand that if we step out of our role, well, what happens then to our relationships within the tribe? Will they still accept us? Will they still love us? You know, if we're not playing by the rules. Now, healthy families can adjust as people shift and change over the years, even as you grow up. And that's another place where unconscious blueprints come in. And if you've got kids and they say to you, oh, mom, stop treating us like a baby. Well, chances are, You've got an unconscious blueprint of your children when they're much younger, much more vulnerable, when they really needed you, you know. So that needs to shift and change to allow them to actually literally grow up inside of you so you can actually see them as the teenagers they are, as the young adults they are, as the middle-aged adults they are. And that's when I first discovered this because I had a client come to me and he was having terrible anxiety attacks every time the phone rang because he was convinced that that phone was ringing to tell him that something dreadful had happened to one of his children. And it got to the point where he was literally um, having panic attacks when the phone rang. And that's when all my work around the unconscious blueprint started from because I heard well, I had an inspiration, heard a voice, whatever you want to call it. But I got the desire to ask him to close his eyes and just check in bring up a picture of his children, starting with the elders, and just asking him what age was the child in the photo or in the picture inside of him. And it turned out his adult children who were in their mid-30s, actually some of them must be in their 40s because he was actually 70, he actually saw them as little ones, like six-year-old, ten-year-old. And what it came down to was during the time when he was at, they were actually that age, he was out, you know, long busy lunches and doing this he wasn't home to be the father that he knew he should be the father that he wanted to him to be 
relationship broke down. So there's lots of guilt and everything locked into that. Um, but it meant he didn't, you know, he was, he was trying to protect a 40-year-old man mm. the same way he'd be trying to protect a six-year-old boy. Yeah. And he was like doing his homework for him, doing research and, you know, doing fussing rounds. And, of course, that's not a way to treat your, you know, no. your adult son. So there was lots of conflict there. His second wife couldn't believe what was happening because she, you know, just didn't understand what was going on. But it was when we updated those unconscious blueprints, he was able to breathe again and connect to his children as adults. Mm. And so once I had such great success with him, after that, everyone I've worked with since over the last whatever, how many years it was since then, 10 years, I check in and it's just amazing the variety and the impact it has on people's personal life, on their own health, their own well-being, and also in the workplace. Because how you see yourself depend, determines how you show up in the workplace, how you see um, managers, your fellow staff, other people around you, your clients determines how successful otherwise you are in the workplace. Do you find that people who, um, I say need, but, you know, if they updated their unconscious blueprints to be able to, you know, love themselves more, love their family, whatever, whoever it is, that they have certain types of symptoms? Like are they more anxious? Are they more depressed? Like what are some of the things that people show up with that, you know, need these blueprints updated? I did one last week. Um, for a long-term client, long-term only in that, you know, she comes to me for a mental massage once a month just as a top-up, the same way you do a physical massage. Um, sh what happens? Okay, people who are anxious, absolutely, chances are unconscious blueprint is much younger because that's anxiety is based on fear, not being able to protect yourself, not knowing what the right thing to do. So, of course, you know, that builds into anxiety, panic attacks, etc. Um, you can also have unconscious blueprints that are your chronological age but disempowering, and that happens when you change roles and your identity shifts. So, for example, I was working with a woman who described herself as just a daycare mum, mm. except she wasn't. She was running a business. She was supervising 25 people. She had, you know, admin staff working for her. She wasn't just a daycare mum, but that's how, that's her image inside. So until we shifted that, she wasn't actually able to step up and be the businesswoman she needed to be. And once we did that, she sorted out her admin staff as one of them was bullying her, got rid of her, you know, got things running efficiently. Um, and then she was able to grow a business. And last I heard, she had over 60 um, team members working for her. So, you know, it shows up different ways. Um, it's quite common people come to me when they've been working on the tools, so to speak, and then they get promoted into a management role and they really don't have the skills or confidence and all of that um, imposter syndrome comes surging up. But by adjusting the unconscious blueprint, then they can see themselves feel inside who they are. So that client I just mentioned before I got sidetracked, She's shifting um, her identity again as her business just grows and grows. She's gone into a partnership now. Um, but when we looked at her unconscious blueprint, there was one that was left behind that sort of halfway mark and she needed to shift that to who she was now 
and just let the past like you bring the good stuff through mm. you leave the disempowering stuff behind mm. so yes some people will be nervous anxious whatever other people will just be struggling to make that shift in their life going from um not having children to being a mother or a stepmother for goodness sake um, going from being married to being divorced that's big shifts in identity um, and by having an unconscious blueprint optimization update, refresh, whatever you want, that makes things easier. Mm, yeah. And it might sound all weird and woo-woo, which is why I wrote my book, The Face Within, How to Change Your Unconscious Blueprint, to better understand, you know, explain to people and give examples and, you know, and even an exercise so you can change your own unconscious blueprint if you want to have a play like that. Yeah, and it's great that to do that because a lot of people, they run on this programming of their own. Their unconscious is running the program, but they're not sure of it. And you need to actually bring it to awareness first, don't you, to go, hey, this is what's actually causing this. And that's the first step, isn't it, to bring some sort of awareness to what's actually running their programs. Oh, absolutely. Awareness is always the first step. How can you possibly change something that you're not aware of? Other people might notice, but until you're aware of it and you, you know, and you often people will hide it because they think, oh, there's something wrong with them. You know, I should be feeling more ground. I should be able to manage. I know in theory what I should be doing, but I don't feel inside like I've got the confidence to actually do it because what if, you know, and all the other programming steps in. Yeah. can be a bit confronting too, I suppose, to, to bring to awareness some of the things. Like, oh, for a long time I decided, no, I don't want to know what's going on. I didn't want to go in deep. <laughs> I avoided it. Like that whole ostrich head in the sand type thing because it just seemed too scary to find out what's going on but really once you find out it's not that scary is it or it can be life-changing just to start addressing what's going on and I totally get that scary feeling because over the years I've heard some horrendous stories of people who have gone to an expert or a specialist or something for help and the modalities that those people have chosen have thrown people right back into their trauma just horrendous and I think that's so brutally cruel Mm. so I made a pact with myself right in the beginning that I would only ever use techniques and tools and techniques that meant people didn't have to relive anything Mm. we could just raise awareness without any emotion attached and then once you're aware you can look at it objectively okay well what do we need to change what can we do differently um because yeah having you know, some people have gone through the most horrendous things in their lives. Like it's, yeah, um, just don't say it shocks me how brutal people can be to their children and whatever because there's a lot of knowledge out there. But it's still, it's like, really, how can you do that to a child? And the question often goes, well, how can you handle all that? But it's a case of I'm actually okay because I know I can help someone. So I'm not stuck with their trauma. I can help lift them out of it, make them feel better and help them recreate themselves and move forward. So then, you know, swilling around in the the trauma. I think that's the thing I love, you know, that part of being a coach is when you do hear these stories is because we have the ability of not to get emotionally attached because we need to help them. We need to get them to see it through it. We don't, it's not helping them by getting emotionally attached to what, ever trauma or drama they've had in their lives Mm. so I think it's extremely important that there's people like you Sue and myself out there helping these people because sometimes people go I just don't know what else there is to life I just don't know how I'm going to get 
to go forward or what I can actually do. And you need that person to start saying, hey, okay, let's sit here and work out what's going on for you firstly, like that awareness. Mm. And then we can take them through some steps of how to help them to move on. Yes, absolutely. And if you've ever tried to work with someone that hasn't worked or it just didn't feel right, well, that just means it wasn't right for you. Keep looking. Do you find someone who can help you? I mean, I've um, done peer or mentored um, coaches that are just starting out. I remember one saying that um, every time she spoke with her client, um, the client burst into tears um, and she didn't know what to do. And then the session would end, which wasn't a help for anyone. Mm. Um, Tears are fine. You know, when people work with me, and that's the other thing people can sometimes be afraid of crying, but to my mind, um, tears when you work with me are either one of two things. Either it's relief, like, oh, thank goodness you're doing something about it. This is your unconscious sort of response. Or um, it's release, you know, all that pent up emotion just comes out and, you know, it needs to come out because it's been sitting in there too long. What doesn't work with me is the tears, which was what this other younger coach's client was um, doing, the tears to get out of answering questions or going deep or doing the work. Yeah. Because, you know, I've got a a BS meter that's really fine-tuned over years and years. So (laughs) those tears don't work and they don't serve the, the person themselves anyway. Yeah. The important thing who we work with, I think, too, is that they want to change and they are willing to do the work to change because it's never like it's not like an overnight um, amazing thing that happens. It's something you've got to work on and actually do the work to to move forward. And they're the ones that I like to work with people that, yep, okay, you're going to find out what's going on, but you need to do the work to move on. Yeah. Well, anyone who's not ready to change, you can't actually change them. It's not Mm. like here, change me. Yeah. Um, even with the unconscious blueprint, and we can do that in half an hour. Like you have tremendous with that, just that mm. technique I developed for un- changing unconscious blueprints, half an hour. Mm. Um, but I can't do it against someone's will if they've got, you know, secondary gain, they've got a, um, a reason, underlying reason for holding on to that and not changing. Well, there's nothing I can do. Mm. That's right. So when you've actually worked with people and they go, okay, this is what's happening for me, I've realized that. And you're getting them to move forward. What are some of the changes that you see in them? Like you did mention the lady who's now taking over as a business owner, not just seeing herself as a daycare um, person. But you know, what are some of the other changes that you see people do? Do they get more confidence? Oh, absolutely. Because you know, you show up. It gets rid of those fears, unnecessary fears and doubts inside. Mm-hmm. Now, there will always be fears and doubts at various times throughout life because that's nature's way of saying, "Hey, pay attention. Just check here." You know, if you're not quite right about that person or about that deal or what, you know, you need to do your due diligence, check in, listen to your intuition. So it's not about blocking that out. It's about um, changing um, unhelpful programming inside that actually blocks you from moving forward. So um, one of my favourite, two of my favourite testimonials of such, one of them says, um, Sue saved our marriage. Mm. that's it <laughs> says it all yeah um and another one was one where um client came onto the phone she was a little bit late and she was in tears when she came onto the phone but she said oh my little five-year-old girl just turned to me and she said mommy I like that you're not angry all the time anymore like, wow yeah 
And then you've got all the, you know, the thriving businesses and reconnecting and getting rid of toxic stuff and promotions and all of that side of things. But, you know, it's that personal. People that um, actually start or they shed the excess fat storage they're covering because, you know, covering their body because they don't need it anymore for protection. Mm. Um, People that take, you know, take up running. Yes. (laughs) That's not me. I, you know, go bushwalking, I go hiking. Um, One of my clients was had this fear. She couldn't drive by a car, so drive by herself in a car for more than 30 minutes before having a panic attack. Stayed close to home really restricted, which of course was disastrous for growing her business, given the sort of work she was doing. She actually needed to travel, needed to do shows and different things. Um, we did some work on her and her unconscious blueprint was actually of a six-year-old. Um, <laughs> next thing I hear, she's booking tickets for herself and husband to fly off to Singapore. Wow. <laughs> doing this. Now, this is a woman who couldn't even check into a hotel by herself because it was too intimidating. Yeah. So huge shifts and changes with her. Mm. um yeah just I mean I've got lots of case studies and stories in um, my book and on my website um for people can read because you know I get really excited I've got goosebumps now yeah Um, but I know we we don't have hours to talk about it so (laughs) well I suppose the last thing that I did want to just say before we do finish off is that I know that you're very much into adventure and that doing challenges and things like I do Mm. and that's why we've sort of connected a lot because of our adventurous side do you find, I just wanted to ask, like in relation to this, like I know with me, when I changed the relationship with myself, I found the love of going out and just enjoying myself and challenging myself and doing these wonderful adventurous things. Have you found that coming in, like even with yourself? Oh, yes. It, it just opens up possibilities yeah. because you build a, a trust with yourself mm. and you know that, yes, you can feel the fear, check the safety harness and do it anyway. Yeah. Yeah, and the more you do it, that reinforces your confidence, um, gives yourself permission to, to keep learning. That's another one. Some people think because they're an adult, they have to stop learning. But no, just because you're an adult doesn't mean you get things right first go. You have to learn and learn and practice and practice to get it right. But it's that um, confidence and faith in yourself. And once, as you know, once you start doing that, it's exciting and then you feel even better about yourself and, you know, proud of yourself and you're having fun and then that shifts your energy and then you attract different people into your life. Um, And families popped into my head. So just know that sometimes families will accept you changing, sometimes they won't. Mm. Um, But that's their choice. You can choose to go back into that mold when you're with the family and be yourself your true self outside it's whatever works for you you know sometimes that's actually okay they're never going to see you how you are now yeah yeah and that's a whole actually that's a whole podcast on itself what to do about people who try and sabotage your movement towards success Maybe that's something we should talk about next time. So we'll get you back on. Well, thank you so much for talking to us today. I've loved talking about it. I'm sure our listeners will get a lot out of that. If they want to know more about your book or where to contact you, where's the best place to go? Uh, Probably my website, which is suelester.com. Excellent. It's quick and easy. They can book a um, complimentary 15-minute chat on Zoom if they want to talk about any issues or ask questions. Um, You can get my book, um, book into sessions and whatever on there. Great. Thank you very much. You're welcome.
Igniters, Sue has given us great insight to how we can have lasting behavioural change. If you want to know more, go to her website, suelester.com. For more about rewiring your brain and transforming yourself, go to my website, leanneblaney.com.